Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast. Watkins Glen is over the road course race where Willie B got it done. Fifth win of the season for that man. He's on a tear, I'm telling you. And the big one, the final push before the 2023 NASCAR playoffs begin in Daytona. The Cup Series heads there on Saturday. We're going to unpack everything that happened in Watkins Glen. We're going to talk about some bets that we like for Daytona this week. And as always, you're joined by me, Chase Holden, your host, and... The one and only Dale Tanhart. Dale, it's good to catch up with you. How was your weekend? Uh, Do you have any Willie B in the arsenal at Watkins Glen? Yeah, I did. Um, I had a modest win this weekend, about a unit and a half. Uh, I think I talked about Willie B on the pod and saying I really wasn't sure what to do with him at the moment. But I did say on that Sunday morning pod, Willie B's got the car to beat. You know, I just didn't know how I wanted to bet him. And then I decided, you know, the more we talked and after our serious XM deal with Pete Pistone, to just kind of simplify it, right? Simplify. William Byron, you think he's got the best car? Got to take something if you think he's going to win. And, you know, I had him to win top five and top Chevy. So it was uh, a modest weekend from that standpoint. But, yeah, look, he waxed, waxed the field. I mean, think about what he could have done at the Indy Road Course, right? You know, we, I, one of my favorite bets at that race was 80 to one for him. Shit, man. If he had gotten a few cautions, I mean, you know, he probably had had similar speed in Indy compared to what he had at Watkins Glen and, you know, track position is everything with no cautions and these stage breaks. And, uh, this car has ridiculously bad aero deficiencies in traffic. So, you know, track position is key. Uh, William Byron's got one of the best pit crews in the sport, kept him up front. He raced a perfect race. And yeah, he, I mean, he basically dusted the field. So yeah, this could be Benjamin Bill's year, man. He is just fucking killing it. And if you guys are listening, uh, I am in a car right now. This is a new podcast studio for me. I'm driving right now. Uh, Timing could not be more off. Uh, So you might hear some 18 wheelers on the interstate and and that's okay. It's high speed, high pressure, uh, just like Daytona is going to be this weekend. That's right. I think I, I I feel I feel like I need to be in a car right now. I feel like we both should be doing this driving in cars. Um, I think for Daytona week especially, that's how it should be. Yeah. The uh the schedules schedules get complicated, but we don't. But we're here. Um, I, I do. There are a couple things I guess we can bring up from it. Like it would have been way cooler to have Willie be twenty three to one. I think we can all say that. Uh, we just didn't really know how this one was going to shake out. But obviously Chase Elliott. Did not get the win here. Brought out the only caution 
that happened in this race. That's another gigantic storyline. We almost had our first caution-free race at Watkins Glen in over a decade. Uh, that's huge. That's a big deal. And, uh, and unfortunately, it was due to some uh, communication errors from what I have read and studied into with Chase and, and his team and the, the flipping the switch, you know, with uh, his fuel. One thing that uh, you and I did get right, other than the fact that we didn't think Chase was really going to have what it took to, to get the dub here this weekend, uh, was that Michael McDowell would return to normalcy and have pit, <laughs> pit road woes. And there That's were a, a lot of... A lot of dang dangies on those. Yeah, you and I both, we, we talked about that on XM Radio. We talked about it on the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you listen to this show, you'll know. I had multiple people on Twitter like, man, Michael McDowell. I'm like, that person doesn't listen to the podcast. Another one, that person doesn't listen to the podcast. It's like, we fucking told you, dude. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, look, I mean, I understand people wanting to bet on him. I mean, and he did have another rocket. He did. But if you just look at the amount of pit road errors and lack of efficiency, not just by the pit crew, but with Michael McDowell as well, with, with speeding issues throughout 2022 and 2023, two races in a row, I, you just kind of felt like we were going to see some kind of issue. And obviously, like, those issues compounded. I didn't see a mechanical issue taking him out of the race in particular, but uh, the hunch was, you know, the hunch was proper on the, on the idea that um, mistakes were going to be made. And really all I was looking for was one mistake, right? I, I was thinking one, he's going to just going to make one big mistake that will take him out of contention. And he's still, he had the speed to drive up from like 15th to like eighth or oh, seventh. Yeah. And, and still the right, he, he had a great car, but at the end of the day, taken out by a weird mechanical issue and and you know regarding chase elliott it, i think if they had qualified better they would have had a shot i mean they early in that race in traffic they're running top five lap times throughout a lot of the early portion of the race but uh with the with the stage breaks with no yellows difficult to pass it really hurt the nine team not qualifying super well and missing that top 10 uh as they did in in uh the initial round of qualifying so you know it's just been one of those years it's been one of those years but i think chase can get it done at daytona i mean we've seen him win some clutch races barnesville 2020 hell people forget talladega 2022 chase elliott was not in a great situation regarding his points and he went out there and, and beat the best of the best aka yeah. ryan blaney one of the pied pipers of super speedway racing beat him head to head at talladega and clinched his spots the next round so we know Chase Elliott can get it done. He's got a couple wins in super speedways. I think he's won a duel before at Daytona, which counts as something. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Chase Elliott can get it done this weekend after a shit weekend at Watkins Glen. You know who doesn't forget that uh, 2022 Talladega win for Chase Elliott? This guy right here, me. Yeah, we bet on him. That was one yeah, of the I, had best. Planning. I was so pissed. I, was so oh, I, pissed. I don't think I don't think we talked for like two days after that. <laughs> Maybe or something. But yeah, we uh you know, I, I know I know what it takes, you know, and I know the Chase has what it takes to get the super speedway wins. That is why uh we, we talked about our, our good buddy Mark, uh Skybox NASCAR is what he goes by on Twitter. Him and I both 
talked about it this weekend. We're both shaving nines in our chest, and we're laying big bets down on Chase Elliott. So there's a little sneak preview of the betting segment right there. I'm, I'm putting a heavy bet on Chase Elliott to win at Daytona this week. I'm going to get my nine shaved tomorrow. So I'll put a video up of that on my Instagram and on. Wait, uh, wait, you guys, you guys are doing it. Yes. If you win, you're doing it regardless. We're doing it regardless. I'm we're we're shaving oh, okay. it for the energy. I will have that nine shaved in my chest, and I'm I'm going big with it. Like I don't know what Mark's doing. I don't know if Mark's just gonna you know just take some trimmers and put a nine. I'm taking my uh my trimmers. I'm taking my talents, my chest hair talents, to an actual beauty shop where I have a girl, uh, her name is Crystal. She's really good at uh, cutting hair. She's very artsy as well. She is going to uh, correctly draw the Hendrick 9 into my chest. Uh, See, that's how you do it. That's how you fucking do it. So we're, we're bringing a lot of energy for Bill's boy this weekend. So we're making that happen. We're doing the bet. We're getting the, the Hendrick 9 uh, shaved into my hairy-ass chest. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a great weekend. I, I can't wait. We're gonna be at the IndyCar Oval World Finals in St. Louis, but the energy for Chase will still be alive. I can't wait for that. By the way, we're gonna get to fully focus on the, the IndyCar race, the Bomberito 500, on Sunday, and we get to give 100 percent of our attention to Daytona, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. I, I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. Yeah. Where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna watch this race at on Saturday night? That's what I was going to say. A couple of things. Um, if any of you guys are saying there's a lot of I think we got a lot of listeners that are St. Louis area guys or girls. And if you guys have a good spot for a watch party to be had Daytona night race, let us know. Tweet at us. DM me on Instagram. DM us. Whatever you got to do. Let us know. We're going to go find a good spot and enjoy the Saturday night race. And it's going to be our first Daytona Saturday night race. In a couple of years, because we've had the rain issues, and right now the weather looks good. So keep your fingers crossed. We get a, a good night race in Daytona. Let us know where a good spot is. We can go enjoy the race on Saturday night. And it's a weird race weekend, right? Like you got Xfinity and Cup at Daytona. IndyCar is at St. Louis. And then you have what everybody's going to forget about. You have the Truck Series at the Milwaukee Mile on Sunday trucks have sunday to themselves which i don't even know the last time that happened uh so that's pretty cool pretty weird schedule this weekend so it's gonna be fun gonna be a fun weekend and uh excited to leave the Glen and in this road course bullshit talk which we should definitely say a few things about before we move on well, yes but um into daytona where now we can kind of focus on uh, back to chaos, you know, chaotic NASCAR, right? <laughs> that's what that's what we need to, to to dive into, like you were saying, like the chaotic, the word chaotic. So I use that a lot. If you got to watch uh, the Garage Guys report this week on YouTube, if you haven't, do that. Uh, had a great great show, a lot of good voicemails as well. But this was a week where a lot of people, especially on Twitter, all came to the to the forefront. Right, you have. NASCAR race fans saying that was a good race. That's just what road course racing is now in the next gen car at Watkins Glen like that. We got what we got. There's no stage breaks. And then you've got this other half of NASCAR fans that are completely losing their mind. That are just pissed off. They want stage. Like there's people saying to bring back the, the stage breaks. Like, no, 
Like, this is what it is, man. And like, and I feel like it's good. It's good for the sport of NASCAR because you get that good half and half demographic. But the traditional old school NASCAR fans, and not all of the traditional old school NASCAR fans, but the majority, a lot of them are more the new fans, I'll say. There's a lot of the newer NASCAR fans, from what I'm hearing, that are really upset about this. And, and I sh- was very straightforward on the report and what I had to say about it. And I'll say it here as well. You need to just put your balls on the table. Are your, are your, are your boobs on the table? If you're a girl and you need to just say, I like Rex. I like crazy shit happening on a race. I go to races and I watch races for the wild shit that goes down for these drivers that get paid, you know, millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, however much they get paid. I I'm there to see them be adrenaline junkies and go balls to the wall and just make wild shit happen. You need, you need to stop being afraid to say that. And, and, and I'm going to give you a pass as a, as a child that grew up in a family that went to just Talladega. And I heard many adults talk about how, Man, you sure you don't want to go? There's going to be some crazy wrecks. I literally have heard that come out of my father's mouth. I've heard that come out of my father's mouth. So that means my father is one of those guys. He's never been afraid of it. And I'm sure there will be a bunch of people that would say, well, your dad's a fucking idiot or a redneck. That's great. He won't blink a fucking eye. He'll go on about his business. You need to stop being afraid of it. There, there is enough room for all of these people to be in NASCAR and I just find it crazy because we finally have a good road course racing product that is a is a very normal and, and it's great to watch and especially for sports betters like us right you you saw William Byron was fast you made your bet boom it hit like that's how it's supposed to go the fastest car does its job and and that's what it's supposed to be but uh, there's a lot of just in and out shit with it I'm in, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it I haven't really got to hear your thoughts on it and um but yeah that that's where i stand with it like put your nuts on the table get it out it's okay you know yeah yeah no i i agree and there's i I have a few layers to this right this road course product that we have it does resemble what road course racing in nascar was in the 2000s in the 90s you know your typical sonoma your watkins Glen, maybe throw in a little riverside back there before or in there but before Riverside uh, left the schedule. Natural green flag racing is something that does not happen in, in NASCAR anymore. So something, and golly, with all these tracks like Richmond and, and Michigan, that was also a pretty tame race, um, and the road courses, it's been a, just a constant recurring theme of sometimes it's not so bad to just get a nice, quick, Long green flag, natural style NASCAR race. I don't hate it, right? Now, on the other side, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the racing could be better if the car was better. What I'm seeing, and look, I've really, really praised NASCAR's direction and how they're taking things. And I have a lot of respect for Elton Sawyer, who's the uh, one of the primary guys when it comes to competition. I don't want to butcher what his role is, but I listened to a clip the other day of, of Sirius XM interviewing him, and it's it kind of made me upset because it's it's encompassing what the whole community is doing, which is focusing on the wrong things. 
we're focusing on, oh, well, we need to bring caution packs. Oh, well, road course racing sucks. Oh, well, uh, we don't need to have two road course races in a row. No, this is fucking asinine, guys. The problem is the car. The Gen 7, I think overall, is a pretty good race car, and it could be way fucking better. But we have very bad aero deficiencies that the drivers talk about, Denny Hamlin has talked about, and the cars are so similar, the brakes are so good, the shifting points with the sequential, all these factors have made it where it's hard for drivers in good race cars to get an advantage over their over their competitors. And the, the, the biggest thing that I have a problem with, and I talk about it literally all the fucking time, is this diffuser, right? This this savior, this holy grace to defeating dirty air. And it seems like the biggest waste of anything we've ever done with a race car. And and nobody's talking about it anymore. Like, guys, it's not just the short track package where we have a severe dirty air issue. It's the intermediates. It's the road courses. It's everything. And just to give an idea on the intermediates, like, yeah, the, the overall the racing is good on our mile and a half, but got to remember if you drive up behind somebody you should not be at a disadvantage when you get behind somebody and you reel them in compared to what gen 4 nascar was when you drive up behind somebody you reel them in you're working them you're working them you're faster when you'd reel somebody in you would create an aero disadvantage for the car in front of you nowadays it doesn't matter where we're at whether it's a road course or an oval if you get up behind somebody now the aero disadvantage is going to you. And that is not natural racing. That is not how it should be. And with all the good things we've said about the Gen 7, all the good things we've said about the quality of NASCAR racing at the majority of tracks on the schedule, we cannot forget that overall, this is a car problem. We're focusing on the wrong things. Blame the car. We've got – look, and I'm not a fucking expert when it comes to being mechanically uh, – a mechanical genius, but I know enough to realize that the car is the problem, not Watkins Glen, not road course racing. We have a car that has some pretty severe aero flaws that I, I feel like can be fixed. I really feel like they can be fixed. So um, if you're one of these people that just hates road course racing, like, look, there's a lot of guys. Good example. Good friend of ours, Dakota Drake. This dude, I think, hated road course racing in 2003, and I think he hates it in 2023. Mm -hmm. That's fine. There's a lot of people that just have never really liked road course racing in NASCAR because you get similar results to what we saw this past Sunday. If you're one of those guys, that's okay. But if you're somebody who's like, oh, man, Watkins Lynn used to be great. Like, this is, this is stupid because we don't have these cautions. No, 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 no. No, fuck that. Focus on the real problem, which is the race car. Getting the race car better should be the priority for all fans. So that's kind of where I stand. I love Watkins Glen. I love road course racing. There's nothing better to me than watching stock cars, heavy as shit, race on racetracks, left and right corners, tight left and right corners that they're not really designed for. I think that's awesome. And I always will think it's awesome, even if we get a full green flag race. But with that being considered, we still got to fix the car to make the racing a little bit better. And, and the best example you could say, just to top this off, watch the Xfinity Series race and then watch a cup race. Watch both those races back to back. And the, I know Xfinity has some cautions littered in there, but 
the quality of racing is better. It is just better. And it's because their car has less aero flaws than the cup car. And that's where I'll leave it at. I'm pumped for Daytona. I like the Watkins Glen race. It was okay. I'm cool with green flag racing in between all the chaos we have and the current NASCAR Cup Series. Now, congrats, everybody. We get back to your reg- regularly scheduled chaos at Daytona this weekend, and I'm fucking excited about it. Yeah, that's that's the very, very true stuff. And, I mean, just one little small thing to add to it when it comes to this car is, you know, I like I said, there have been – intermediates have been great. Like you, we've both talked about that. And, and I think that NASCAR's deal was that they, they have said it multiple times. They made this car so that they could produce newer winners and it could give everyone more of an advantage. But when you look back into 2022, there was maybe only one or two drivers that wouldn't normally get a win that did. Eric Jones at Darlington, he's always been good at Darlington. Uh, Tyler Reddick, RCR has definitely benefited from the car. Trackhouse benefited from the car. But it's, uh, you know, after a while, it's going to level out. And really, the truth is, is all these teams that were dominating and winning for so long with the way that the car was, they're still dominating and still winning. And, and it really just goes to prove that, like, it's, it's about the driver, it's driver talent, and that's what it is. That's what it, it always has been. Yes, you can definitely have faster cars, better equipment, but the ingenuity thing is definitely something that people uh, that are in the garages that we'll talk about. And so... Whatever it takes. The last and, and a, a diffuser to me, that's something you burn essential oils in. Doesn't really belong in a car, so we'll leave it there. Uh, they talk, yeah, very fair. I think that's a very fair thing. A lot of new age people, new age living out there, they know that diffusers are for burning uh, myrrh and, and shit that they they burn for Jesus at Christmas, you know, for for the essential oils. You know, we're we're not we're we're beyond that in racing. We need something different, but. Daytona. It is Daytona. The the I'm wearing my, my Hooters Daytona Beach cutoff because it's also hot as shit in Louisiana right now. I'm I'm back to my cutoff boy season. Um, you know, and I'm excited. Daytona is always a dart throw. Uh we literally have thrown darts. Dale and I have literally thrown darts uh in Daytona and and made bets based off of where those darts landed. Uh, so that's the kind of race that we have coming up this week. It's that way for the 500. It's that way for this race. It's that way for Talladega. And it makes it fun and entertaining. And for all the chaotic NASCAR fans, Merry Christmas. It's a great week for you. Um, but let's let's go ahead and dive in. I haven't looked at much uh, because I, we know how this goes, right? So I'm literally pulling up odds now for like the first time. I'm not. This is the one week where I will be lazy. And I will take my time when it comes to going to make my bets because they rarely change. So the first one that I'm going to have to go ahead and say, I've already said it before uh, earlier on the uh, the podcast. I'm going to say it again right now. Chase Elliott is my first bet of the week. Chase Elliott will be the driver that I will be taking. Uh, I'm getting the odds pulled up as we speak. I'm not too worried about what his odds are. Because no matter what they are, I'm going to bet it. It's definitely, I think I've seen 13 to 1 thrown out at a couple of books. Um, so I'm taking Chase Elliott. We're shaving the nine in the chest. I'll have that on Instagram, as I said. We'll have that on, uh, we'll have that on all the social medias. You'll get to see the Hendrick nine shaved in the, this hairy-ass chest of mine. And, uh, and we're going all in because I really think that Chase Elliott has what it takes 
to get a win here. It just feels right. There's a narrative time. This is a time for narratives. NASCAR wants Chase in the playoffs. This is his last chance to do it. You know, Alex Bowman has a Fortnite car. I think that Alex Bowman has a Fortnite car because he's going to be battle royale people for Chase Elliott more than likely. He's, his car is going to be the sacrifice this week. You know, you got to have a fall guy in Fortnite. Alex Bowman and an ally in the in the Fortnite crew, they've all determined that he, he's going to have to be the defender, the fall guy probably. So that's a that's a tenfold hat theory I have. We'll see how it shakes out. But that, that's going to have to be the first one that I take, Dale. What about you? Where are you looking? Yeah, I'm going to go with one guy. And re- rejoice, everybody, because if you're a typical NASCAR better, uh, this is the one week where you don't really – feel obligated to scan every book because you're not going to see major discrepancies when it comes to line changes or not line changes as much as just where the lines are set. Um, but movement as well, you're not going to see a lot of differences. The biggest differences you'll see, um, is top tens and manufacturer lines, I think. And look, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to dig into that. I'm really not a big top 10 guy on the super speedways unless it is an underdog guy. Uh, maybe take a look at Brennan Poole. I love our good friends at Action Network wrote up, Rotodoc in particular wrote up a good article on Action Network. He's betting on Brennan Poole in that number 15 Rick Ware car, and I don't hate that. He got him like 200 to 1. I'd maybe look and see if you can find a 10 to 1 top 10 on Brennan Poole because it's going to be chaos. Uh, remember this race last year featured guys like BJ McLeod, David Reagan in that number 15, uh, Ty Dillon, a couple of those guys getting top tens in this race. Now there were some different circumstances last year with everybody crashing in the rain, but typically this race features chaos and guys crashing out desperation time, aggressive moves. It's the last race before the playoffs. So everybody's trying to win their way in. And uh, you get chaos, so maybe look at a guy like Brennan Poole or B.J. McLeod for a top 10 if you want an underdog, underdog bet there. But the one guy I'm looking at over everybody, I think I'm going to be betting on Chase Elliott. But when we talk about, like, team order type of shit, right, watch out for Austin Sendrick. You might be able to find a 25-1, to 30-1 to 1 bet on this guy. Look, it's been a tough year. Um, but both of his Penske teammates are in the playoffs. And... He's the one guy that that has not won and is on the outside looking in. He won the Daytona 500, finished second at Daytona in this race last year, has had other good, solid super speedway runs, was really, really good at Atlanta. If you go back and watch that Atlanta race, Austin Cindric was so aggressive and so fast. So when you can consider team orders, remember, Austin Cindric's dad is Tim Cindric, one of the head guys at Team Penske. I want you to consider that and think, if there's a team that is going to work really, really hard to get their guy in the playoffs, it's going to be Team Penske. Yeah, Austin Cedric, like you said, 25 to 1 on Caesars right now. Some of these other books are, are kind of looking into him, and I love that. I love what you're, you're saying. I love everything you're saying about that because it's true. Like, you know, you, you've, it's kind of an every man for themselves fight with some of these other teams, but Penske is that one team where the glue will stick and they can help him. So, that is a narrative that you should look into, and I'll probably uh, roll in there with you because this is a week where you can bet on like six to maybe eight guys for an outright and and not spend a ton of money. So this is the one week you get to do it. You might as well take advantage of it. I love what you said about Brendan Poole, and 
I was looking over on DraftKings now because they brought top tens back. You can get him seven to one for a top ten uh, if you believe. Uh, if you wait for Fanduel, I don't know what Fanduel has, but if you guys wait for BetMGM, wait for Fanduel and see if you can get better than seven to one. Though I don't know if I'd bet it at seven to one versus eight to one, nine to one, ten to one. I'd probably bet it down to uh, maybe nine to one. I'm not saying to bet it by any means. I'm saying it's available now on DraftKings at seven to one. So at a, at a week like Daytona with the top tens, as long as you lock these things in before practice and qualifying, you should be fine. Um, but I will say that uh, I, I may dabble in the Brennan Pool top ten pool. Okay, he is he has been having some pretty fire fire suits lately. He looked like a ninja turtle uh, at Indy, in Indianapolis. So. I thought that was pretty funny. Whatever suit they had is some kind of sour cream and onion chips or whatever. And Brennan, he's the only one really bringing back like the Sum 41 vibes from early 2000s. So shout out to him with the bleach blonde top head. Um, yeah, I respect him. Yeah, for sure. And with the Chase Elliott bet, so on Caesars, I, I'm looking at like 11 to 1 is really where he's at. He's pretty much like right up there with the favorites. There is a prop. Uh, or a, a parlay boost that you can get right now on Caesars. And I'll probably be taking this one. Uh, but may, maybe not because I've heard Max Verstappen could be facing uh, some criminal charges for driving a car uh, that going way too fast in an area. There was a lot of stipulations. I tweeted about it at Garage Guy Chase. You can go look it up. But the tweet basically was saying that Max could be in some trouble for going way too fast on a road where he was not supposed to be going that fast. I mean, it looked like he was in a scene from Fast and the Furious. So keep an eye out on the Max Verstappen and if he has legal charges. But they have a, a prop. It's Max Verstappen wins the Dutch Grand Prix and Chase Elliott wins the Coke Zero Sugar 400, and it's 18 to 1. Maybe you want to look into that. I don't know. I'll wait and see if Max gets arrested or not. And and if he does, uh, there's going to be some kind of a Tokyo Drift situation. Max is going to end up in NASCAR eventually. He's going to get arrested. He's going to get kicked out of F1. They're going to have no choice. Him and, and fucking um, SVG are going to start Red Bull racing in NASCAR again. <laughs> it's gonna. It's all going to come to a head. Well, we, we, we have the Netflix documentary now. So, yeah, I know. You guys have all been tweeting at me, tagging me on Instagram. Stop harassing me. I get it. Look. That's what we wanted. We got what we wanted. It's being executively produced by Dale Jr. I can't hate it. I can't. I just hope it doesn't create the insufferable NASCAR Netflix subscriber that has happened over on the F1 side. Let's just hope it doesn't do that. But But I'm excited to see what it's like, and let's hope it creates some new fans. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that that was our plan this whole time was just to get just to get Netflix to drop F one and get NASCAR. So we just started just abusing. You started abusing and making fun of it. So that's uh you know we'll, we'll see what we'll see what shakes out. I think we've already got enough fans out there right now that are uh that that are a little little upset and angry about certain things, but whatever. Hey, look, you talk so eighteen to one that Elliott Verstappen deal. It was sixteen to one when I looked yesterday. I'm almost certain I saw it at 16 to one. So if it's moved, that that's good. That's a good line to get Chase Elliott. If you're assuming Verstappen is going to win, just like he has been doing all year long. Something else is close to the 18 to one line. Um, I'm going to go all in on Colleg racing this weekend. I think we're going to be sleeping on Colleg. All the narrative is about Ty Gibbs and Hendrick with Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. Give me both Kala guys, top Chevy, 
and outright. You can get Haley and Almendinger both outright somewhere around 45, 50 to one. And you can get top Chevy 18 to 20 to one. These guys were both really good at Atlanta and they're good super speedway racers. They find themselves more often than not at the end of these races. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you are able to avoid the carnage and get to the end of these races. Eventually, those translate into wins, top threes, top fives. A.J. Allmendinger, second at Atlanta, right? Our third at Atlanta. That's a top three bet. It wasn't top Chevy, but nonetheless, A.J. was also good in the Daytona 500 and has been good in the Xfinity Series at Super Speedways. So we already know what Justin Haley's done in the Xfinity Series at Super Speedways. Absolutely dominant. He's a winner at Daytona. Uh, he was a contender in this race last year. Watch out for the Colic boys. I will definitely have money on both of them heading into the weekend. Yeah, when you're talking about Colic, I think that that's good. Uh, I, I said a little piece about A.J. Allmendinger as well um, uh, on the voicemail segment of the report. We were talking about him. You know, he's don't forget, he's found a way to win at Talladega. He can definitely get it done uh, if he puts his mind to it. Now, top tens have dropped on FanDuel, by the way for uh for this race and i'm looking at him right now uh just to go back and check that brennan pool he is actually six to one for a top 10 so DraftKings is going to be your best shot right now to get him at seven to one so if you want to take the top 10 on brennan pool kind of roll with roto doc and his 200 to one bet for brennan to win i think that the top 10 is way is it's a lot more realistic i will put it in that direction so seven to one DraftKings just to track back. Now I want to go to another driver that's up here flirting around where these favorites are. I'm looking at the line on, uh, on FanDuel. It's kind of crap. Barstool Sportsbook, soon to be ESPN Sportsbook, has a great line on this driver. 14 to 1. Kyle Busch. Don't forget that Kyle Busch won at Talladega earlier this year. Don't forget Kyle Busch was up top at the Daytona 500 in contention before Ricky Stenhouse Jr. took it and saved the world and saved the state of Mississippi. Don't forget that. Kyle Busch does have what it takes, and if you don't think he's going to be coming back for a vengeance in the eight car, just be on alert. That's all I'm going to say here. 14-1, to Barstool Sportsbook. I like that. I'll probably be dabbling in that a little bit this week because I do think that RCR has been great on super speedways. You can't, you can't factor out Austin Dillon. The fact that Austin Dillon is 25 to 1 on some of these lines. I feel like with as many times as he's been clutch at Daytona, he should probably be up in the, you know, the the 18, 19 to 1 conversation. I mean, we got Martin Truex Jr. in the 18 to 1 conversation on Barstool Sportsbook, guys. Why does he belong there? What has this man done? You see what I'm saying? It's things like that that I don't really understand. Now, one that's interesting, Eric Amarola is around 20 to 1. He's been a good super speedway racer. Daytona dropped a preview on Twitter earlier in the week, and I think it ended up in our Discord. And somebody was saying, like, should we trust the signs? It, it was like there was a promo for the Daytona 500. They only had a picture of Eric Amarola. It was just Eric Amarola standing there by himself. They said the Daytona, uh, they, they said the Coke Zero Sugar 400 coming this weekend, and it's just Eric Amarola. What is that about, Daytona? What are you trying to tell us? So I'm looking. He's 20 to 1 on Barstool Sportsbook. Uh, Eric Amarola, and that's really the only book that he's there with. And and when you go to look him up other places, he's, what, 22 to 1 over here on DraftKings. 
you can get Eric Amarola at 20 to 1. So, yeah, he's right around the same area everywhere. Maybe everyone is understanding that, that there are some signs here. How do you feel about Eric Amarola? If he beats me, he beats me. That's kind of how I look at Amarola. There's just, uh, it's just, it just has not been a great year. No consistency at all whatsoever. He's a good super speedway racer, obviously, but I can't do it. It's, it, for me, it's a situation. If he beats me, he beats me. I will not be betting on him. Um, there's three guys I'm always betting at the super speedways. And if you guys, if you're an occasional listener, you follow my bets at Dega, Daytona. I'm always betting on these three guys, the Killer Bees, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski. These guys are, in my opinion, the three most talented, consistent super speedway racers in NASCAR. And they find themselves at the front, close to winning races. We've seen what Brad Kay's done this year. Should have, should have won Atlanta. Was there at the Daytona 500, leading a lot of laps, and ran up in the top five at Talladega. Bubba Wallace has been close in the 500, just about one Talladega before making one bad block. And then Ryan Blaney, same thing, just about one Talladega, was really good at Atlanta and is always a contender at Daytona, won this race in 2021. I love these three guys. They are auto bets for the Super Speedways, and I'll be on them this weekend. And look, that that's all I got. I'm on the collar, guys. I'm on my Killer Bees, and I'm on Austin Cindric. If there's anything else added, you got to be sure you're following on Twitter in the Garage Guys Discord, or Dale Tanhart on the Action Network. There we go. All right. So, again, those are some of the bets that we have early on right now that we're liking. Uh, hopefully, you like them as well. Be sure to, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, set your notifications so you know every time that we are dropping a new video discussing NASCAR betting or whatever is happening in the world of NASCAR. Um, also, if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. It's a great podcast. Write a review. All right, let us know what you think. Get in the comments. Get get in the conversation. Follow us on Twitter. At Garage Guy Chase is where you can find me. You can find Dale at Dale Tanhart. We want to know what's on your mind. Who is your crazy long shot bet for this week? This is what we're going to do. You want to tag at Garage Guys FS on Twitter. Tell us your crazy long shot bet this week. Uh, for Daytona, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. We're going to have more bets to talk about. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, honestly. But the main thing is, is this weekend, make sure you go over to the Garage Guys YouTube channel, subscribe. There will be a new episode of Dale Center dropping, and uh, we'll be talking more about the Coke Zero Sugar 400. So we can't wait uh, to discuss more. We want to hear from you guys. That's what we have for you today. And uh, just thanks for listening. It's an exciting week. We're, go we're getting crazy. The IndyCar Overworld Finals, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. We might even have some IndyCar bets to give you at the end of the week. So that's why you want to make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel. But, uh, but this has been a show. This has been good. It's Daytona week. Everybody breathe and relax. Road courses are gone for a little while until we get back to the Roval. Um, we'll see what shakes out there. But uh, for now, let's focus on this one in the playoffs. This has been the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. And we will see you at the end of the week or whenever else we see you. Goodbye. Have you checked out DailyDownForce.com yet? If you haven't, I want you to go right now to DailyDownForce.com and get yourself some official Garage Guys merch. If you consider yourself a true loyal Garage Fam member, then you're going to need to show it off to the world. You can buy yourself a Garage Guys rope hat, 
a Garage Guys trucker hat, an official Garage Guys t-shirt. And if you remember NASCAT from Auto Club, you can show how much you care by supporting NASCAR's Harambe, NASCAT. You can find betting articles each week from Dale Tanhart and NASCAR Titan Greg Mathern. It's got everything you need. DailyDownForce.com. Now back to the podcast. 